Welcome to From Duck Till Dark, Outside the Marvel Studios. An audio celebration of the films based on Marvel Comics characters released before and during the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enough said. Face front, true believers. This is George Soroy, and welcome to the latest episode of From Duck Till Dark Outside the Marvel Studios, a celebration of all of the Marvel movies that made their way into theaters before and during the run of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is also part of the National Podcast Post Month Challenge, which is a very simple challenge that Jennifer Navaretti set up, where you record and post an episode of a podcast every day for 30 days throughout November. And it has been just a, a real pleasure getting to revisit the series from 2019, getting a chance to uh, redo all of these episodes, provide some more insight, some better production value, an intro and outro, everything. It's been just a blast doing this. And I'm curious to know your thoughts about what season two should be when that happens. I know that there's definitely a chance for some life for this show after this whole challenge is finished, but it's just a question of what direction I go in and who I bring in if I'm going to be bringing in some more people. I'm curious to know your feedback. Please go ahead and check my Facebook page, facebook.com slash from duck till dark. So here we are in 2013 and the comic book genre in itself is going to just heights that had never been reached before. The Avengers a year before had been a colossal success, bringing in over a billion dollars at the box office. And in 2013, Iron Man 3 would do about the same. And it just feels like we are in this amazing period of quality comic book films that are getting people into the theaters, loving them, and bringing them back to the theaters over and over again. And one of those franchises that had found its footing and was back up and running would be the X-Men over 20th Century Fox. After the stumble of X-Men The Last Stand and the fall off a cliff in quality with X-Men Origins Wolverine, it was such a relief to see two years later the release of X-Men First Class, which I believe is the high watermark of the X-Men franchise, and as of now still is. So things are looking great there, and two years later, we would get the next addition to the X-Men continuity, and that is 2013's The Wolverine. James Mangold had stepped into the director's chair for the first time. Turns out it would not be the last time that he would do this for an X-Men film. And Hugh Jackman gets another crack at a solo project. Now, what's really interesting here is that I was under the suspicion that this was going to be a sequel to X-Men Origins Wolverine. And mainly because of an ill-fated deleted scene that was shown right after the end credits of X-Men Origins Wolverine, which showed Logan in Japan. And he's drinking some sake, and the bartender is asking him if he is drinking to forget. And he says, no, I'm drinking to remember, which was 
I still don't get that line. It seems like he just intended to drink until the adamantium bullet that's lodged into his head would fall out. And I just was not a fan of that movie at all. And the more I think about it, the more it infuriates me. And so thankfully, two years later, when X-Men First Class came out, it not only righted the ship of the X-Men in general, but it also, it also knocked out of continuity X-Men Origins Wolverine by featuring Logan sitting um, by himself in a bar. And it was uh, it was a relief to see that because once you take X-Men Origins Wolverine out of the equation in the overall continuity, everything becomes much more streamlined. There are far less headaches to deal with. So just take X-Men Origins Wolverine out, throw it away, and we have a much more streamlined continuity. But I was under the impression, like I said, that this was going to be the follow-up to that. Thankfully, that would not be the case because it starts off really interestingly with Logan in Japan at the time of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and he winds up saving the life of a Japanese soldier named Ichiro Yoshida and gives Yoshida a new lease on life, and he's able to create a new fortune for himself, create a new life. And... Boy, did he, because he wound up he wound up being the founder of a very, very successful company in Japan, and that becomes the centerpiece of this whole story. But what's great about this movie is what happens the next scene when Logan wakes up and he sees Jean Grey, and not just Jean Grey, but Famke Jansen in bed with him, and the two of them have a, a brief talk. But then Logan looks down and he sees that his claws are out and the bed is filled with blood and Jean has a gaping wound in her stomach. And all of a sudden that jolts Logan out of another dream that he had. And we see that he is living on his own and up in Canada and better. And thankfully, it turns out that this is a sequel to X-Men The Last Stand. And I was so, so happy to see that because it gave X-Men The Last Stand the extra gravitas that it so desperately needed because the way that that third film ended, it seemed like Logan had gotten over the fact that he killed Gene. And he just stands outside on the balcony of the, of the mansion and is happy for Hank McCoy for getting this big position in Washington. And it seemed like everything was going to be just fine. And it turns out that no, Logan is broken. And he is longing to join Gene in death. All of a sudden now, the healing factor that he has is looked at as a curse, not a blessing. And that plays a huge part in what's to come. When Ichiro Yoshida re-enters his life thanks to a visit from from an amazing character named Yukio, who is also a mutant. And she is just awesome. She's start to finish just an awesome, awesome character. I love her. And she's got so many great scenes and she's such a rich character to work with. And it's exciting to see the two of them working together throughout this film. But so Yoshida is old and he's dying. And he wants Logan's healing factor. And he's 
prepared to give Logan the gift that he has been wanting this whole time, which is death. And he even recruits another mutant named Viper to implant something in Logan's body that will impede his healing process and give him a taste of what it would be like to live like a normal human being to potentially die. And that leads to quite a bit of action and intrigue within the company and the real stellar bullet train sequence, which is absolutely amazing. And it's worth a recommend just for that whole sequence. It's so much fun. It is so awesome. And you got to check this out. I don't want to go too far into the into the rest of the plot for this. I will give a couple of spoilers for the very end. So if you have not seen this yet, by all means, see it. Um, X-Men First Class renewed my faith in this franchise, but the Wolverine is keeping it going. I knew that Days of Future Past was in development at this point. So it almost feels like this is like a placeholder, something that you leap over. That's not the case here. And it's because of the last couple of scenes that take place in this film. Um, but it's a hell of a journey that he takes. It's a real good personal story. I definitely recommend it. There are some things that don't quite work. Wasn't a big fan of the romance angle and the CGI during the last act is weak almost to the standards of X-Men Origins Wolverine, which had terrible CGI. Note I said almost, not quite to that level, but it it definitely was weak. But at the end of the film, and again, spoilers, at the end of the film, Logan is on a plane. Yukio has said that she is his bodyguard now, and they're going to go off on another adventure. But there's a deleted scene on the Blu-ray that does the same thing, except now there's a box in front of Logan and it's a big box. He opens it up and it is not the yellow uniform that Logan has in the comic book series and in the animated series, but it's the one that he has after that, the black and I think it's either green or orange, but it's that uniform and it looks great. It looks so good and so um, straight out of the comics. And Logan looks at it and it closes the box and then they go about the rest of the scene. So it's one of those things where I'm really glad to have seen it, but I also feel like I'm glad that they didn't go forward with it. I'm glad that they didn't keep it in the final film because you got to follow through with that. You can't just have him go through the rest of his adventures and not wear that uniform. So I'm glad they did what they did. I'm glad that uh, it ended the way that it did. And I'm glad that they did not feature that uniform because it it's very jarring. All of a sudden, it just pops up there and it has no place in the rest of the story before or after. But there is a very, very important mid credit scene where Logan is on his own. It's two years later. And so at some point, Logan and Yukio went their separate ways. And Logan is confronted in an airport by Magneto, following up with the very end of The Last Stand, showing that that he was get, starting to get some of his powers back. And the same thing could be said for Charles Xavier, whose consciousness was put into a, another body, which was a strong, sturdy body, but at the same time, no brain activity at any kind. So Xavier was able to enter that body. And then 
modify it to his needs. So my understanding is that the legs of that body were just too far atrophied for Charles to continue using them, which is why he's back in a wheelchair. And he tells Logan, you're not the only one with gifts. And it's a great button on this movie, showing that there is definitely more to come. And boy, is there ever. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing your feedback about the Wolverine and the rest of the X-Men franchise. And also your thoughts about taking X-Men Origins Wolverine out of existence in the continuity. So please go ahead and check me out. I'm at facebook.com slash from duck till dark. And until next time, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward and excelsior. I'll see you tomorrow.